0: I promise you I had a word of knowledge about people with knees. So a lot of you still got bad knees that I prayed for. But Tony did not jog for a year and a half. Pray for his knees, simple prayer. And the Lord healed his knees jogging again. Jogging every day. That's the Lord. I believe the Lord we went up and got his by The first thing we were slapped in the face with is this guy Charles, Pastor Charles, talking about healing and it's easy and <laughs> that was his phrase about healing. It's easy, you know. His whole point was, you know, this is what the Bible says. It's easy because it ain't me. And I feel like God was really wanting us to be exposed to that. He really wants to heal people. It's part of the gospel message. But that's one aspect of the kingdom of God healing. One. You can't build on healing. And, you know, you'd think Pastor Charles did, but when you talk to him, you find out he, he's really a very well rounded Christian man that God is just using specifically to bring healing to the body of Christ and to lost people. So I want to encourage you this morning about truth. Don't try to build your life on one truth. Okay? Don't, we can't build this church on one truth. You hear what I'm saying to you? Because we won't last. Because here's what we need to do. God will emphasize the truth. God will bring a move of the Spirit. We emphasize that for a season until God stops emphasizing it. You know, He brings healing. He wants to emphasize healing. And we do teachings on healings. He brings prophetic and wants to do all that. And we do it. But there comes a point where God says, Well, I've said all I want to say on that. Why are you still talking about it? You know, that's what has happened to the church. And we've gone beyond grace. And we've tried to build our lives on things. And then those things collapse. And there's carnage everywhere in the church. And I don't want us to have carnage in our church. I really don't but I believe we could easily because we're just people and we would make some mistakes. Are y'all with me? Now turn over. I'm going to give you some practicalities on all this. So there's three things. Circumstance. Waves of the Spirit. Doctrinal truth. Do not build your life on any of those. Build your life with all of those. Build your life with them. Circumstances are... The word I had was trends. You know, there's trends. There's trends in the church. No, we can't build our church on trends. Let's use those trends. Okay? Come on now. Y'all gotta be a little bit more excited about that. I thought this was good. I still think it's good. All right, turn to Matthew thirteen. I just wanna read a couple verses there. See, I got and tell you how how this deal works. And this is our blessed Lord saying this. Matthew 13, verse 19. Everybody knows the parable of the sower. They're asking Jesus about this. He explains it. This is the first one. I just want to read this one. Verse 19 says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom... And does not understand. Everybody say, does not understand. <laughs> I think the Amplified says, does not grasp and comprehend. Now, this really is an important point right here, what I'm fixing to tell you. You've got to get this one. If you do not understand it, then the, the wicked one, everybody knows who the wicked one is, right? The devil, comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is the truth. Our depth of understanding of the Word of God determines how much fruit we're going to bear in our life. You got that? Now I'm serious. That's what it just said right there. Our depth of understanding determines how much fruit we're going to bear because it goes on in this and talks about fruit. So if we're sitting here in church or going to Bible studies or listening to people talk about the Lord and we're not understanding any of it, we're in trouble. That's what Jesus was saying. You guys are in trouble because the enemy is able to come and take it away from you. You wonder why you get blank looks on people's faces about certain things. They just don't understand. You can't blame the people. They just are not understanding. So we've got to get, we've got to go for a greater understanding of what God has said. We've got to, if we really want to have real fruit in our life. Now I'm not talking about a mental comprehension here. Okay? I'm talking about a spiritual understanding. I understand that God wants to release to His people. Because God does want us to bear fruit in a lot of it. But He's saying right here, if you don't understand it, the devil's going to come and snatch it away from you. So if you don't understand this morning about building your house on moves of the Spirit, you are going to miss out. You're going to mess up. Well, I just the three things I told you. If you didn't really understand that, you're going to go and do it. And you're going to get messed up in your life at some point in time. You're going to crash and burn at some point in time. Because I've done it. I've crashed and burned over doing all three of those things wrong. We've got to go for a greater understanding of who we are, our purpose, and our calling in the Lord. Not just a greater understanding of Bible verses, but I believe in that. But who God has said we are and what God has said about us, our purpose, our destiny in life, our calling in life, we've got to go for something greater than what we have. We've got to go through something deeper than what we've got. Because that's one of the reasons there's so much backsliding in the church. There's backsliding in our church. I mean, I'm talking about honest to God, good old fashioned backsliding. You know, in old time religion, we got old time backsliding. But you know what? The terrible thing about it is this. Talking to some of our pastor friends, they got good old timey backsliding going on. Y'all, we got such and such happening. Y'all got that? Uh, sounds like a ditto. It's happening everywhere. It's happening all over the body of Christ. People backsliding, falling away. People who've been exposed. This is exactly what one pastor was saying. These people, these he was talking about some young people. We don't want to just pick on them, but you know, we blessed them so much, so let's pick on them. <laughs> we have some rights here. They have been went on these are the kids who go on mission trips and been touched by God, seeing God moving now. Here they are out smoking pot. That's what one pastor was telling me with heartbreak as a voice over it, wondering. I was like, well, join the club. We're all in that mess together. We're all in that mess together. And I believe it's because we've, we're scratching the surface and the enemy's coming in and robbing us, taking things away from people because we really haven't gotten it deep down inside of us. You hear what I'm saying to you? Because when it gets deep down inside of you, the devil can't get it down there. Now, t- turn over to John 5. Let me just read a, just a real wonderful statement that Jesus made. Are you all with me? <clears throat> now, Jesus was addressing the Pharisees here, okay? He was addressing people who were having difficulties believing that he was, he was the Son of God. But I think these words are eternally true for us right now. I think this would really help us... To see something. And, and, and this is it. It says in verse 46, John 5. Jesus said, For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. That's what Jesus said. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, because Moses wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? How will you believe my words? Now, that, what, this is what he's saying. He's saying this. You know, what, one of the foundational things for our life is. It's the Old Testament. That's what Jesus was saying. That's what He was saying. He was saying the Old Testament is foundational for your life. And because those people refused to believe Moses, who had a major impact on the Old Testament, wrote five of the books, first five books in the Bible, and then I'm going to show you another scripture where he expounds and goes on and talks about the prophets and the Psalms. He was saying because those things are not a part of your life, then you are having trouble believing what I'm saying, you know, in, over in the New Testament. So I, I think, just practically speaking, everybody, one thing we could do with our life is we could find out more what the Old Testament has to say. It's like I heard a guy say one time, you can read the first two chapters in Genesis and read the last two chapters in Revelations and you've got the whole story. Everything else in between is an explanation of what started out in chapter 1 and 2 and ended in the last two chapters of Revelation. All that in between is explain it. And I want to encourage you this morning. I really want to encourage you with all seriousness, with all my heart, to start building your life on some of these foundational truths that we find in the Old Testament. Okay? I, that's one of the reasons I've been... And I'm going to get back to it, trying to go through the book of Joshua. To me... It's one of the greatest, it's a great foundation to learn how to find examples on how we live our life overcoming and taking our promises. It's right there. It happened. It was given to us as as an example. And Jesus was saying, you know, if you don't get that, how are you going to get this stuff over here in the red letters? And I think that's why a lot of people don't understand grace because they've not really seen what the law was. Are you with me? That, that's a good one. Now turn over to Luke twenty four. Let me just read that. So, I I'm, I'm really encouraging you this morning to get and, and I won't want to be sounding stupid about this and sounding religious and sound cliche about we really do need to get ourselves into the Bible. That really needs to be the old testament the old testament needs to be a foundational part of our Christian lives. It really does, if you're going to be successful as a Christian if you're going to be successful in your calling. I mean, you may not be an expert it, but you, know, you can take the time to read a chapter a day. I mean, how long is it going to take you to read one chapter in the Bible? Like, you know, get, before you go to bed at night, sit down and read a chapter in the Old Testament and ask Jesus to speak to you. You can do that in five minutes or less. Go to bed five minutes earlier. Get in your bed and open the Bible. I'm not talking about being legalistic. I'm talking about reading it and asking God to speak to you. And asking Him to make it real in your life today. Because you need that under you. You don't need some prosperity teaching or tongues teaching or some prophetic teaching. You need that under you. That's, that's what you really need under you. You need those tongues teaching to help you build that house. Let me tell you about my vision I had. And I will finish here. My vision I had. This is, this is a great vision I had. I and mean, this was when God absolutely stripped me down to nothing. I mean, I was stripped down where it was like this. I'm saved. That's about all I know. Jesus died for me. Everything else I thought I knew, I didn't so know it. So I was ready to start out, and the Lord gave me this vision. And what I saw was a shack. And I think I've shared this a dozen times, but it was a profound vision. This happened 20 years ago in my life. This old shack sitting out in the middle of a field. And this shack was built and put together by, obviously, a guy who was not a carpenter or a builder. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you walk in the door and there's a, instead of a door, you've got a window. Wrong place. Right material, wrong places. The ceiling was on the floor. The hardwood floors were up there on the ceiling. It was put together on. I had put together my spiritual house. But there was this big old bulldozer come into the scene suddenly. And that big old bulldozer pushed that house down. And the Lord said, that bulldozer's me, that house is you. I'm going to push that house down, right down to the very foundation, and I'm going to build another house there. I'm going to build your house right. I'm going to build your house right. I said, a lot of us, our houses are not built right. So what happens? The Lord comes and shakes. The house falls down. We Went to Africa. This is crazy. I mean, this is insane. Out in the middle of nowhere, they're building a building. They had inspectors looking at a building in the middle of nowhere. Matthew and I were saying, Duh, why would an inspector even want to go out here? I mean, who ever heard of building inspectors in the middle of Africa? You know, in the middle of nowhere. Well, these guys built this building, and they had these columns there to to hold the thing up. But the columns weren't real. I mean, they didn't have anything under them. They had no foundation under them. It just so happened, the reason the building inspector was there, and this was God, they don't usually do it. They were building a clinic across the road. And I guess building inspectors get involved in clinics. Okay? So he stopped by to look at the church building. They had these columns, but there was nothing under the columns. There was no cement under there. There's no foundation under there. Like a lot of your lives, you don't have a foundation under there. And they was going to put the roof on that building. When they did, one day everybody was going to be in there jumping around praising the Lord, being real African, and the roof is going to fall. And people are going to get hurt, maybe even killed. And God, in His mercy, stopped it. Stopped it. Everybody was frustrated. Why I not got that roof in that building? Well, God stopped the roof because they didn't have a foundation. You've got to go dig up under there and put stuff under there before you can finish this building. It was the Lord. You see, I think what will happen in your life, you will come to a place where God will stop you dead cold. He'll stop you cold and say, I want to look at your foundation. Crawl up under the house with you and start looking. And that's what God's trying to do in a lot of people's lives right now. we we'll find out our foundation is not good. You know, and gosh, pray God our foundation in this church is good. If it's not, show us where it's faulty. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not talking about, oh, we're we going to learn this and study this and use our mental capacity and all this and that. I'm not talking about it. I am talking about this, though. I'm talking about aligning ourselves up with what the Bible says. That's what I'm talking about. Because I think in the long haul, we'll be standing. We'll be fulfilling our purpose. We'll be fulfilling our destiny. Amen? Amen. Are we at Luke 24? Yeah. Let me read verse 25 through 27. Okay. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite scriptures. This is, of course, after Jesus was resurrected from the dead. The great story of Jesus on the road to Emmaus. That's one of my favorites in the Bible. It's, it's a lovely thing. It says such good stuff. But... He's come conversing with these boys and, of course, they're having their difficulties. And then He said this in verse 20. Then He said, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all... Everybody say all. all. All that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory? And beginning at Moses and all... Everybody say all. All, all the prophets. He expounded to them in all... Everybody say all. All All the Scriptures, the things concerning Himself. All. All the things. All the Scriptures. That's where we're going to really find Jesus. That's how Jesus is going to really be explained to us. All of it. A great verse. Psalm 119, verse 160. The entirety or the sum of your Word is truth. It's the whole thing. got to eat the whole fast wine. They made them eat the whole thing at the Passover. you got to eat all of it. Every bit of it. can't just be picky. This is not a buffet that you get to choose and pick and choose. It's all of it. Um, let me read verse 44 through 45, same chapter. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. See, if they would have really been able to grasp that and understand that, they wouldn't be in the jam they were in. You hear what I'm saying? You wouldn't be in the jam. I wouldn't be in the jam that I find myself in many times because I haven't got it all. All. And He opened, this is powerful He opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. That's what we've got to go for. God opened our understanding that we can comprehend it. We can comprehend it and grasp it. Take it into ourself. That's what we've got to go for. You've got to comprehend and grasp the things. Now, we're talking about God speaking. We're talking about God's Word. Let me just step aside from the Bible for a minute. What has God said to you on a personal level about your purpose and your calling in this life? What has He said to you? He's spoken some things to you. He's put destiny in your heart, the Bible says. Every man in Ecclesiastes, I think Ecclesiastes something, 3 or something like that, that God has put eternity in man's heart. But we had to discover that eternity. We had to discover that destiny. That's the thing that you have got to order your life to. That's the thing. This is what I was trying to tell my daughter, Grace. Did God tell you to be a PA? If that's the destiny for you, then you have to live your life. You have to, things have to be adjusted to that. You can't let nothing pull you away from that. You can't let nothing take you on a different road. Let the things of God come into your life and help propel you into that. But don't let them pull you away from that. Honestly, don't let them pull you away from. It. You know we've made some terrible mistakes. I think in the church we're trying to see God's destiny fulfilled on generations, and didn't do it quite right. And we sort of missed the boat there a little bit. And, oh Lord, help us. You know, God's merciful. God's merciful. One last scripture, Mark six. This will help you. Mark six verse fifty two. Jesus had just fed the 5,000 people. Fed 5,000 people, did a great miracle. This is us. All this wonderful stuff. Then He puts His guys in a boat and sends them across the other side. He comes walking on the water in the middle of the night, and they think He's a ghost, and they're all freaked out, and they're all scared. That's what was happening. And then He made this profound statement in verse 52. Well, He didn't make it, but this is what the Bible made about them. It says, for they had not understood about the loaves, about the miracle, because their hearts was hardened. Their heart was hardened. Their heart was hardened. You see, and I think that is holding lots of us back. Hard heart. Hard heart. Your heart's hard. And because your heart's hard, God's Word can't get down deep in there, and the devil comes and rips it out of you. You hear what I'm saying to you? Because when the Word hits you, it just lays up there and the devil sees it and he's able to snatch it away from you. Now that's really what, it's what's happening with much of the Christianity today. It's the Word hasn't been able to get down in us because we've got such hard hearts. Um, you know, we just haven't been doing it good in lots of ways. But I believe what God wants to do is He wants to open up our minds, open up our hearts to comprehend the Scriptures. I believe He wants to open up our mind and open up our understanding to comprehend His personal Word in your life. To understand it on a deeper level. I really appreciated going to Zimbabwe and hearing a, a Christian man who owned a bank stand up in front of in a Christian conference and talk to people about... Why he he was doing what he was doing with his life? I really felt like that was really the Lord, because God had spoken to him. God had given him a gift that was his destiny, and he went after it. And he had four good reasons, you know. you know, one of them was it was what God had called him to do. One of them was to make money. One of them was because there was all these other guys that he didn't get his tail out there and work. They was going to bypass him. He wasn't going to go for that. I can't remember what the other one was. But see, we've got to get that same kind of understanding, same kind of depth in us, because otherwise, when the wind blows, when the waves come, I'm talking about good winds and good waves. It's going to throw us off, and don't even think, count the bad stuff that's going to come. Just going to send you reeling. Are you with me this morning? Now, I think that's this is the word of the Lord for for us. This is God's word. God's talking to you. How many of us have wept over people who haven't made it recently? How many have wept? There were churches that have gone down. Okay? That have fallen because they tried to build on something besides what God meant for us to. How many have wept? You know, we've done things and knew it was the Lord. Lord was doing something, but we failed at it because we didn't build exactly right. Wept? Things that cause you to weep. You know, I don't want to do that anymore. No I really don't. I want us to go for a greater understanding. I want us to go for a greater call. I want to go deeper in the Bible. I want to go deeper in the things that I feel like God's saying to me personally and go after those things. I want to look at my life and say, you know, this this is pulling me away from my destiny. I need to stop that. I need to get out of that. I want to find out what those things are. And that's what God has for you. That's what He has for all of us. Amen? Stand up. Here's a couple things. If you haven't heard God speak to you about your destiny, you desperately need to. Okay? If you're not sure about it, that's okay. You know, we're all a little bit into it. God designed it like that because He wants us to stay close to Him. Never be 100% sure about this business. He doesn't like that. Anybody who's 100% sure, I don't trust. I'll be honest with you. I like the guy who's leaning on God still, saying, I'm not, you know, this is what I think God's saying. I'm believing God. I'm trusting God. And I'm really going to go this direction. But, Lord, if you, <laughs> it just ain't you, I'm dead. I like people who lean on God. They're the ones I can trust. Because if I'm leaning on Him, when I start falling, He's going to grab me. So you might not be 100% Sure. And then those of you who just don't you don't have this in your life, you've got to get it in your life. I want to just lift your hands to the Lord if you need either one of those things. If you need to hear God speak to you personally. If you need God to open up your mind to understand the Scriptures, just lift your hands. Because He'll do it. I mean, He is doing it. He's done some stuff for me. It's incredible lately. talking to me through the Scriptures. I mean, just little words that just or just get on me, man. They're wonderful. Lord, we ask You to do that this morning. We're here saying, Lord, we are not master builders. We're saying we, we've, we fail. We say we build columns that are not real columns. Lord, we say we do things in earnest, but we fail. And we're asking You today, Lord, to forgive us. We're asking You today, Lord, to release into us a godly desire To build our lives according to Your blueprints. According to the Scripture. All the Scripture. All the prophets. All the Psalms. The Gospels. The letters. The Revelation. All of it. Not just one part of it. Build on all of it, Lord. We go deeper in all of it. And Lord, that those personal things concerning our purpose, Lord, and concerning our destiny... We ask You to give us greater clarity and greater understanding, Lord. Because, Lord, I'd be doggone, if You'd call me the pastor, I'd doggone, on do to try to go run a bank, Lord. I don't want to give up my, my destiny, Lord, because it's difficult I feel disillusioned, Lord. Lord, speak that to Your people today. I ask You in Jesus' name, speak destiny into their hearts. Speak destiny in their lives, Lord. Speak a hunger. Speak a understanding, a revelation of Your Word in their life that would change them, Lord. Lord, those in this room that need to go back and fix their foundations, that they would go fix them. Then spend the next few months, Lord, digging foundations, and laying good foundations again. That we would eat the whole thing, Jesus. And we bless You, Lord. And thank You, Lord. We want to ask Deanna to come up. And we're going to lay hands on Deanna and just bless her and tell her we love her. And we're sad to see her go, but we're blessed that she got this opportunity to go to Spain to study Spanish, right? I mean, where else would you study Spanish at? I mean, Spain's the perfect place. But that's what she's going to do with her life. She feels like God's called her to do that. And so that's what she's doing. She's going over there and she's going to get a master's degree in Spanish. Okay, Hispanic civilization, whatever that is. But that's something, that, that's something good. That's the Lord for her. And we want to bless that. That is just as important as a person saying, I feel like God's called me to, to be a Bible teacher. If it's important to God, it's important to me. It's important to you. So let's come in here and lay hands on her and just really bless her in what she feels like God's got for her life and encourage her to do that. And Lord, we do that today for Deanna. We say that we want to send her to go and fulfill her destiny. Lord, there's preparation that needs to take place, and we ask you to do it in Jesus' name. And Lord, sometimes the things you have for us don't seem so spiritual on the surface. But Lord, they are very awesome. They are very awesome. And God, give us as a congregation of people to be able to see these kinds of things as being as, as important as other things other more what we would consider to be more spiritual things. Bless Diana in Jesus' name. Go in the peace of God. Go in the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Yeah.